Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. I know that leaving a podcast review can be quite tricky, so I have made this as easy as possible for you. All you have to do is visit ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. I've also included this link in the show notes, so you can just click that link and it will show you a list of podcast platforms. Select your favorite podcast platform and you will see step-by-step on-screen instructions for exactly how to leave a podcast review. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start. I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start start. You will find videos of yours truly and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 19 pounds in 21 days, 100 pounds in 6 months, you name it, I have a client who has done it. And you can too. Check out IamClovis.com slash start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, I am offering you a very special deal on the Perfect Paleo Powder. 30% off your first purchase. In fact, that 30% discount will be applied to your entire cart for your first purchase at IamClovis.com. Head over to IamClovis.com, check out the Perfect Paleo Powder and all the other products that I have available, and you will get 30% off your first purchase. Just use promo code PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, P-E-R-F-E-C-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Perfect podcast, all one word. Apply this discount code at checkout and you will receive 30% off your entire first order. Just visit IamClovis.com to grab this special deal. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to Live Ask Me Anything number 97. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2020. Can you believe it? 2020. That's crazy. Really crazy. Interesting to think about considering my dad runs a tech company. Well, ran a tech company. That was his whole career. And I remember Y2K. 20 years ago? That's nuts. I feel old. Let me try to adjust this here because I feel like I'm looking down right now. But yeah, so what happened is I'm at the Airbnb here. This is uh, the Airbnb units downtown in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I'm always constantly moving back and forth. So I was in Tunica, Mississippi last night. I was there for the last two nights. I played a New Year's Eve gig at the Gold Strike Casino. Played like five hours straight last night. Got to bed at an ungodly early morning hour. Um, had some Clovis calls today. I call them Clovis calls. My conference calls with some uh, marketing people. Then drove four hours back and got one meal in me and then came down to the this Airbnb, so I had to bring a whole bunch of stuff with me. But of course, every now and then things get forgotten, and I forgot my studio light. I have a studio ring light that I travel with me for Clovis content whenever I need to make videos. So I forgot that. So I'm sitting at the island of this beautiful kitchen because there's really good lighting here, but I'm kind of up high on this little stool, so a little weird. Anyway, uh, what's up everybody? Happy New Year. I hope your 2020 has been good so far for the few hours that we have been in 2020. Uh, happy to have you guys here with me tonight for an AMA, January 1st. I love it. What's up, Brett? What's up, Nicole? What's up, Judy? What's up, Tammy? What's up, Jackie? What's up, Emily? Hi. Happy New Year. Yes. Amazing. New Year's. Mm. What should we talk about first? 
Uh, for starters, I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping here and let you guys know that the Clovis five-day challenge is happening. The Clovis five-day challenge is built, it's happening, it's going to be amazing, and it's free. You can all sign up for it. The whole world can sign up for it if they want to. All you got to do is enter your name and your email address. And registration for the Clovis challenge is going to open up on January 6th. So that's um, a little less than a week away. This next Monday, January 6th, I'm going to open registration for the free Clovis five-day challenge. So you may have gotten a teaser email about this if you're on the Clovis list. You're going to get a lot more teaser emails about it, explaining more in depth, giving you the link for the sign-up page and all these things. I'm still building all this stuff out in the back end. It is a huge undertaking. There is a full-blown email list. There are daily emails. There are daily videos from me, three to five-minute videos you can watch. There are links to continuing education, continuing resources and education on the topics covered in your daily lessons. So each day has a theme and a lesson. And you get a full email um, of describing that with links and resources and all these things. And then you get a video of me going even deeper on that lesson of the day for five days. Now, my promise to you with the Clovis Five Day Challenge is that I'm going to give you everything you need in five days' time to live a life of optimal health and wellness forever. That's it, literally, in five days. And I made the content. So I am aware that I'm following through on this promise in a very significant way, absolutely following through on this promise. Now, how is that even possible? It's because all of the Western disease, the chronic diseases, this obesity epidemic, all of these things that we have, even down to the behavioral problems that we're seeing in children and all these crazy things, right? It, it all comes down to one simple concept. We Westerners are living in a completely unnatural environment that the human species has not adapted to. It's really that simple. If you really stop and break it down, why we are dealing with all these things that are not seen in indigenous cultures from around the rest of the world. That's literally what it is. We are living in an unnatural environment. So a, a quick example of this is just nutrition, right? Like what would you feel better about? So humans have been eating um, meat mostly, mostly animal meats and some vegetable matter for 3.5 million years, right? That's been the diet for over 3.5 million years. And we have been eating domesticated grains for about 10,000 years, okay? So that's 350 times the amount of time that we have not been eating grains than we have been eating grains. Now, if you want to take that even smaller into processed, man-made frankenfoods that have only existed for less than 100 years, right? and we've been eating them for 70 years, it's been 70 plus percent of the American diet, and that directly tracks with the obesity epidemic, the chronic disease epidemic, mental health, Alzheimer's, dementia, behavioral problems in kids, everything you can possibly think of tracks perfectly with the overconsumption of these processed man-made frankenfoods. So this is just one example of what I mean, why I can promise you that I can teach you everything you need to know for optimal health and wellness in just five days, because it's incredibly simple. It's really that simple, everybody. That's what the Clovis Five Day Challenge is all about. Teaching you the simple, teeny tiny steps over the course of five days. If you do everything in this five day Clovis Challenge, you're good. You're basically good, okay? So I wanted to create this so that people could share with their friends and family members, people that have been inside of Clovis that have had their lives transformed by Clovis, people that have lost hundreds of pounds or have reversed insulin resistance or whatever. I can't actually make claims like that, quote unquote. I take that back. I'm not allowed to say that. Can you really do reverse type 2 diabetes just with diet? <laughs> the medical community doesn't think so. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so reversing all these things and having people get super healthy, uh, people that are already sold on Clovis, they try to share it with friends and family members and everyone's skeptical of nutrition plans. So I get it. So I was like, I'll just come up with something free that will knock people's socks off. Just hit them in the face with the truth. Like if you do these things, even if you only do them for five days, you will notice a difference in your body physically. It's that simple, right? So the Clovis five day challenge is now a thing. I'm about to launch it. It's going to be awesome. I'm super proud of it. You guys are going to love it. Share it with your friends and family. They can sign up and change their lives in five days. And that said, I do want to touch on this and just say why I keep, I keep distilling down Clovis smaller and smaller and smaller to get people to 
be introduced to it in a way that's not scary, right? Like, oh, I don't know this guy. I don't want to pay this guy anything, blah, blah, blah. Totally cool. But if you don't pay me, you don't get access to me. That's the way that it's going to go moving forward. So I'm, I'm creating these systems so that I can keep up with the demand of Clovis because there's so much demand on my time right now because the Clovis community is so big that I simply need to tier these things. So it's okay, cool. Here's your free Clovis five-day challenge. There's also going to be the Clovis 21-day challenge. That is $37 right now. Maybe it'll stay that. I don't know what the price will be. But the Clovis 21-day challenge, then you can get a custom nutrition plan, right? Then you can work with me one-on-one as a coach. All depends on how far you want to take this and what your budget is. So the thing is, yes, it's that simple of just converting your lifestyle to being more like a natural environment that the human species thrives in. But most of you come to me, you know, 150 pounds overweight and type two diabetic or insulin resistant or multiple autoimmune, autoimmune conditions or multiple chronic diseases or injuries or surgeries or medications or gastric bypass or gallbladder surgery or whatever. You guys are coming to me in a state where you really, really need that one-on-one attention for me and I highly, highly recommend it because the thing is, you everything that I do for you, if you buy a custom nutrition plan for me or work with me or buy a membership or whatever, right? I have over 200 plus hours of free content on the internet right now. Sure, you can go scour all of that 200 plus hours. You can do all of that research yourself. You can listen, you can take notes, you can do whatever you need to do. But just keep in mind, it's 200 plus hours to siphon through. And you'll have to piece together, oh, this piece is where I get my macros. This piece is what I do for fitness. This piece is what I do if I don't have a gallbladder. This piece is what I do if I have celiac disease. This piece is what I do if I have a dairy intolerance, right? You can try to map this stuff out. Even if you were getting paid minimum wage, $7.25, right? You're looking at well over $1,500 worth of time just to go through that content, let, in, let alone understand it. So when you're, when you're paying me, when you're coming to me and paying me, you can do all the free information you want. When you're coming to me and paying for me, for me you're just paying for experience. That's it. You're paying for my journey of health and wellness, my travel around the world and research, and my thousand plus clients that I've worked with one-on-one. It's just much easier, much faster, far more efficient to just come straight to the source unless you decide that you want to be a nutritionist and you want to dig into all this stuff and you want to listen to that 200 plus hours and go back and re-listen and take notes and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, the Clovis 5-Day Challenge launches on January 6th. That's it. It's all right. Could have made that long story much, much shorter. 100%. Reverse blood pressure. Judy, yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Aloha, Kayla. What's up? Thanks for tagging people. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, happy 2020. Happy 2020, Denise. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. What's up, Catherine? Awesome. Okay, so um, the other thing I want to touch on while we're here is I don't want to beat this thing to death, right? So I posted a video about this, but I'm really not a fan of New Year's resolutions. So it's January 1st. We are in the land of New Year's resolutions. It's very hard to not get wrapped up in this stuff, right? It's These are my top nine pictures from Instagram, and this is my last decade picture, and this is my now decade picture, and this is my, I did this, look at me. It's just, it's all around us right now. Um, it's very short-lived inspiration, right? Um, when I say in the Clovis Manifesto, I don't rely on willpower or motivation because I know better. My discipline brings me freedom. My discipline is my superpower, right? What's happening right now is everybody is swept up in the emotion of inspiration and motivation. Motivational speakers, inspirational, January 1st, new year, new you. Why the fuck do you need a new you? You don't. You don't need a new you, okay? So here's what I'm, here's what's happening. The entire country right now is collectively going... Well, I messed it up again. I was a slob this year. I said I was going to be good last year, and I still ate like crap, and I did blah, 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 and I'm miserable with myself, and I want to change my life. So starting January 1st, this is the year I'm going to change everything. That's it. I'm going to get a gym membership. I'm going to starve myself calorically. I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to give up all of my favorite foods. I'm going to stop going out with my friends. I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm going to change everything, right? So this is what happens. People decide that that's what they need to do on January 1st, but this is only because they are living out of alignment with their own goals. They're living out of alignment with themselves the rest of the time. So the reason why I hate New Year's resolutions is it's like this, it's this promise of from now on, I am going to do X. Well, why don't you look at why you got to the place you're in right now? We look backward, okay? This goes against everything that you're going to be told for New Year's resolutions, every other person's content, a new year, new you, right? No, 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 old you. 
crack that shit open with a hammer and figure out how you got here. So the thing about New Year's resolutions that I hate is going forward, this new me is going to be this, going to be this. You don't even understand your own behavior. You can't say that until you understand your own behavior. So if I had it my way, so everyone goes, okay, I'm going to give up all these things. I'm going to be the perfect me. And starting January 1st, everything is different. New year, new me. And then everyone goes out on the 31st and gets pissed drunk and sleeps like two hours and wakes up and goes, it's, it's New Year's Day. I'm just going to watch movies. I know I said I was going to go to the gym, but I'm really hungover and ugh, right. Like you're just setting yourself up for failure. It's crazy from the jump. So that's why I hate New Year's resolutions. I, I just think it's, it's looked at completely backwards. So let's reframe this thing. If we were to look at New Year's resolutions instead of this idea of like new year, new me and all these things, why don't we take time for self reflection. If we can look at ourselves, our own behavior, self-awareness, self-reflection, self-actualization, understanding who you are and how you got here. It is not beneficial to anyone to say, I hate my current self. I'm going to change everything tomorrow. January 1st, I'm going to change everything. I want you to reframe this. What if January 1st was thought of instead, not a hangover recovery day, which is basically what it is in America. What if we were to look at January 1st as a stillness day? So how would it look if you went to bed early on January 31st? Because it, it, midnight happens every night. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not, okay? So if you were to take January 1st, to just be alone in solitude, plan this however you need to, get a babysitter, do whatever you wanna do, right? So June 1st, I mean January 1st, you sit down, you know what I'm gonna say, you guys know what I'm gonna say. Pen and paper, pen and paper, pen and paper, pen and paper. Not your iPad, not your phone, blah, 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 right? No phone, no computer, no screens, no nothing. You, pen and paper. If you look backward on 2019, you have a much better shot of 2020 being a better year. If you just sit there and go, I had a terrible year, there's all these memes going around of people like flipping off 2019 or like smashing 2019 with a hammer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. Keep sweeping everything under the rug. When you don't have self-reflection, because if you have self-reflection, if you sit down with a journal and you say, what was the good, bad, and ugly of 2019? What did I do that, I, that I'm proud of? What did I accomplish? What were my relationships like? What was my family dynamic like? What was my romantic relationship like? What, was, what did my career look like? My fitness, nutrition, my work with Clovis, what did that look like? Go through the self-reflection and then think back and say, okay, well, 2019, maybe I didn't know Justin yet. I'd never consumed any Clovis content, right? 2019, I told myself I was gonna get healthy. I was gonna go to the gym, starve myself, give up all my favorite foods, give up alcohol, stop hanging out with bad people. My mom's gonna do all these things and you didn't do them, right? So think about the steps you took to attempt to do them and why you failed. Also while keeping in mind that less than 25% of people who make a resolution are even attempting that resolution within the first 30 days of the new year. Less than 25%, that's just in the first 30 days they give up, right? So if we have self-reflection, self-awareness, you can go, oh my God, last year I said I was gonna join the gym, count the calories, do blah, 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 do the thing, and I failed miserably. So you could at least stop and say, why the hell would I try to do that same exact thing again? What makes me think that the thing I tried that I completely failed at with that approach, if I do that same exact approach, am I gonna get a different result? It's a definition of insanity, right? No, of course you're not gonna get a different result. You're gonna try the same damn thing you did last year and it's not gonna work for you. This is why people repeat behavior patterns. It's why people stay stuck in crappy jobs. It's why people stay stuck in toxic romantic relationships. It's why people have terrible family dynamics because they don't analyze the behavior. So if you live a Clovis lifestyle, what I'm constantly telling you guys to do is to analyze your own behavior each and every day of the year with journaling and meditation. I ingrain it into your life with Clovis. If you can make this a daily practice, because trust me, it's hard as hell to sit down on January 1st and try to recount your entire last year. It's very, very easy for me to recount my entire last year because every single day of my life is recounted that evening 
And then the very next morning, I journal about the previous day. And then that evening, I journal about that day. And the next morning, I journal about that previous day. And I recount everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So there's never anything in my life that blindsides me. If I'm in, if I'm in any way, shape, or form, like I'm not in control if a meteorite hits my car, right? But it's like if I gain 25 pounds or magically don't work out for the next three months or blow all my money gambling or something like that, these things never blindside me. People always pretend that they've been blindsided because they have been blind. Holy shit, I gained 60 pounds. How the fuck did that happen? Those words will never exist in my vocabulary because every day is accounted for. These things only sneak up on you when you have zero self-awareness practice in your life whatsoever. You're just not paying attention to your own behavior. That's it. That's exactly what's happening, okay? So you don't need an arbitrary day to sit down and recount your life if you're recounting your life every single day. So if you want to avoid these moments of how the hell did that happen? You know, I, I see it happens with people in relationships all the time. It's like they're like divorced and now they're like living in their new apartment or something. And they're like, how the hell did I get here? How did this happen? And they can't trace back. They can't connect the dots. I can connect all the dots at all times. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm saying I have better practices. That is it, right? Because there's a lot of my own behavior that I don't like, that I account for each and every day. So I've said this before in, in other AMAs, and this is really a concept that I want people to grasp, is the idea of there is no good, bad, right, or wrong. There just isn't. And I'm probably going to say a lot of things here that a lot of people are going to disagree with, but tough, okay? So in all honesty, there's no good, bad, right, or wrong. Those things are always subjective. They're always, always subjective, whether you like to think so or not. No matter how right you think you are, no matter how wrong you think I am or somebody else is, it doesn't matter. Your opinion is subjective. There is no good, bad, right, or wrong. There is only actions and consequences. That is it. There are actions and there are consequences. There are some people in this world who think that murder is awful and unacceptable. There are some people who do not think murder is awful and unacceptable. And you could argue either side. But wait, Justin, we're talking about murder. This is universally a bad thing. Terrible, right? Sure. Okay. Murder, generally speaking, bad. Details matter. Not many people shed tears for murdered child rapists. Okay? If a serial child rapist gets murdered, very few people give a shit about that. But it's the same murder. It's still taking of a human life. So this is what I mean, and this is an extreme example. I'm not saying I fall on either side of the fence. I'm telling you to think. These are thought experiments. I love thought experiments. There is no good, bad, right, and wrong. There are only actions and consequences. That is the most extreme example. But what I want you to understand is if you decide I'm going to eat a stack of pancakes every day for the next 12 months, that is not good, bad, right, or wrong. It doesn't matter my opinion. It doesn't matter Clovis's opinion. It doesn't matter anybody else's opinion. Eating the stack of pancakes is not good, bad, right, or wrong. It is simply an action that will yield consequences. That's all it is. Actions and consequences. Remove the guilt, remove the shame, remove the fear, remove the societal programming, remove the opinions of your mom, aunt, sister, brother, dad. Remove it. It's just subjective. Action, consequence. The same way if you decide you're going to be a strict carnivore, you're going to eat nothing but ribeyes and water and salt for the next 12 months. Action, consequences. There is no good, bad, right, or wrong. This is always going to be subjective. And it gets even more tricky and more twisted and more intertwined and crazy if you start to think about interpersonal relationships, right? What if you're a guy who decides tomorrow to cheat on his wife, right? Bad, very bad. You bad man, you burn in hell for all eternity. How dare you, right? Okay, terrible. We know this from societal programming. This is a terrible thing, <laughs> right? Subjectively, it's a very bad thing. Now, if we take that scenario and we fast forward 10 years down the line, what if you, this man, is married to your dream partner who has a wonderful relationship with your children and your spouse that you were with, where you guys weren't really happy anyway, that's why the cheating happened, and that woman 
is now married to her dream partner. Oh, and her dream partner gets along great with your kids and you get along great with her dream partner and your ex now magically gets along with your dream partner and your wife is over here going, thank God that guy cheated on me when he did because I never would have met John over here who is my knight in shining armor, who has made my whole life better. Everything is blissful. We're the Brady Bunch now and it's all wonderful, right? Made up scenario, another extreme example, might be tugging at your heartstrings here, Justin might be pissing you off a little bit with stories of murder and infidelity and all these things, right? A little bit tricky here, but really think about it. If that scenario happens, is the cheating action still bad? Or did the action simply yield consequences? Has anybody heard me say the journey is the destination? You don't even know what is good, bad, right, or wrong when it's in the moment. Yes, cheating on your wife is a dick move, bro. Don't do it. It's a bad thing to do, right? We all know that objectively in the short term. If you walk into Starbucks and you tip the barista $5,000 and say, Merry Christmas, here's five grand, and then you leave, and that barista goes, what? Hey boss, F you, I quit, I'm out. And they go running across the street and get hit by a bus. Was that $5,000 tip still a good thing? Was it an action with a consequence? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is long-winded. The reason why I'm saying this is I need to drill this in your head and I'm trying to just have you, again, thought experiments, thought experiments, thought experiments. These are experiments. I want to pull you out of your comfort zone, your tiny little perfect box of American culture. I want to pull you out of that comfort zone and help you see things a little bit differently. The reason I say that is because why so many people do not want to do my daily self-awareness practices that I tell them to do, simply meditate once a day for 10 minutes and journal three pages, stream of consciousness once a day, right? The reason you don't want to do those things is because you are programmed, you are trapped looking at everything through the lens of good, bad, right, or wrong. So what happens? If you happened to snap at your five-year-old child and yell at them that day, you don't want to journal about that because it's painful. You don't want to face the shame and the fear and the guilt and the sadness. You don't want to feel the emotions of the fact that you just snapped at a five-year-old. The hell's the matter with you, right? And that might be your self-talk, what I just did. What the hell's the matter with you? How dare you? are a bad mom. And then you have your mom. Oh, perfect mom over here in the corner where all your childhood trauma comes from. And you got her in your face. How you yelled at a five-year-old. You're a terrible mom. I've been telling you your whole life. You're a terrible mom. You weren't ready for this. You shouldn't have had kids with him. Blah, 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 blah. And the fucking spiral happens. So of course you don't want to do self-awareness work because it's difficult. That's the point. It's the entire point. Do you know how many of my own behavior, dickhead, egotistical moments I've had in my life where I sit back and I journal and I go, whew, my stomach hurts on this one. Man, like, yeah, that guy was being a punk, but did I have to really call him out in public and make him look foolish or whatever the hell I did? Or, yeah, that guy cut me off in traffic. Did I need to roll down my window and say, I will literally murder you in front of your family if you cut me off again? Did I need to do that? No, I certainly didn't need to. That was a terrible thing to do. It doesn't make any sense at all, right? So these are the things that you have to think about, but you have to face these behaviors dead on everybody. So as we're here on January 1st, it's 2020, my challenge to you is to just start reflecting. Is it that hard, everybody, to pick up a journal and write in it with a pen and explain your own behavior to yourself? No one else ever has to read it. I often tell you guys to journal the three pages and then tear them out and rip them up and throw them away so no one will ever see it. Why do I tell you to do that? Because a lot of you are little liars. <laughs> That's why. People will lie to themselves. I literally have spoken to people who are like, I can't journal because when I journal, I just think of this scene in my head where five years down the line, I've died and my family is going through my personal belongings and they stumble upon my journal. And I said, wow, mom was really being a bitch at Thanksgiving dinner. And they're afraid that someone's going to read that. So they won't write it. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. But this is really the tricks that people's minds play on them. 
I promise you, some of you have had some of these thoughts sometimes. So tear those pages out when you're done with them, throw them away, put them in a paper shredder, burn them. I don't care what you got to do, but this is literally how people think and they lie to themselves. Guys, after working with over 1,000 clients one-on-one, -on -one, it is a very, very, very high percentage of those people who lie to me outright when I'm trying to help them. Sometimes I will catch them in lies from one communication to another and they forgot that they said something different in an earlier email. This happens quite often. So it's all these things, Justin, I'm not getting results, doing everything you told me to do and I'm not getting results. Now I don't know what's wrong. Clovis isn't for me. I'm gonna go back to eating Twinkies. Clovis doesn't work. Ah, oh, wait a second. And then we untangle, we pull on the threads. Like, wow, you're following 3% of the custom nutrition plan I gave you. You're virtually doing none of the things I told you to do. That's really strange that this is not working out for you. You see what I'm saying? So this is the issue with self-awareness. People will lie to themselves. They will lie to other people. And the whole reason for this dishonesty is good, bad, right, or wrong. Shame, fear, guilt, sadness. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I feel terrible. I'm a bad mom. I did this. You don't want to face your own behavior because society has programmed you with this message of good, bad, right, or wrong, right? Morals, ethics, right? Whether it was politics or TV or movies or religion or your parents or your grandparents or your pastor or your school teachers or whoever ingrained this complete horseshit in you, that teeny tiny behaviors make you a good or bad person. It's just insane, right? What if you're texting on your phone and crash into someone and kill them? Are you a bad person? No, you made a bonehead move. Every single person watching this AMA right now has texted and drove. The difference is you didn't kill somebody. You see, good people do bad things all day, every day. It happens all the time. It doesn't make you a bad person, but you have to be willing to analyze the behavior if you ever want it to change. So this whole look forward, Crush 2020, this is the year when I get my stuff together. I have no self-awareness whatsoever. I've never analyzed any of my behavior. 2019 was the worst fucking year ever, and I don't really know why, but I drank a lot and it was fun. All right, 2020, we're gonna try better. It's gonna be better this time. Okay, and then we look at it. Oh, what? Well, what steps are you gonna take to make it better? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna eat better. I'm gonna work out more. I'm gonna eat less food, you know? I'll probably drink a little bit less. Eh. I'll try to save my money. Won't buy so many things on Amazon. I won't drink a bottle of wine and Amazon one-click pedicure items, right? No, I'm probably going to do that. No, you're not. That's not a plan. Not a plan, not self-awareness. So that's really the issue here is like, I don't want to sit here and talk to you guys about like, hey, new year, new you. Let's, let's talk about fitness and let's talk about this is your fitness plan. This is your nutritious plan. And, and oh, it's 2020. So now I'm going to change all of Clovis. Hey, guess what, everyone? I got this new nutrition protocol. It's, it's, it's the 2020 version. The 2020 version of Clovis is completely different. And now, no, it's not magic. Nothing changes. This is, this is a day of the week. It's Wednesday, everybody. It's AMA day, right? It's AMA day. Sure, it's 2020 and you're going to hear about the stock market and Trump's outfit for New Year's Eve. <laughs> and you're going to pay attention to all the shit that doesn't matter. Look at this new fitness program. Look at this new boot camp. 2020 boot camp. No, oh, 2020 is carnivore month. And everybody's going to be carnivore for the next 30 days. <laughs> right? It's madness, everybody. Stuff drives me nuts. And the reason why it drives me nuts is because of the amount of self-awareness work that I've done in my own journey. Um, I'll probably go deep into this at some point. I might even write a book about it at some point. But yeah, I mean, you can't imagine the amount of work that this takes. When I tell people daily consistent practice, this is what I do. I'm getting real tired of people thinking that Justin is special. I am not. I have daily practices that I have made non-negotiable. I do them when I travel. I do them in hotels. I do them in different countries. My non-negotiables are quite simple. Make the bed, take a cold shower, 15 minutes of meditation, five minutes of yoga, daily journaling, three pages, stream of consciousness, make some coffee, read my Kindle for 20 minutes. 
That's my me time. Quite simple. The other non-negotiable is some type of workout every single day. Sometimes that's 10 minutes. And I told you I have a toolbox of demand training. Then we get into demand training and minimum effective dose and kettlebells and powerlifting and calisthenics and aerobic and the sauna and all the crazy things. No. The simple non-negotiables can be done anywhere in the world. I know this because I have done them all over the world. It's very, very simple. It's all available to you in the I Am Clovis membership, by the way. All the books that I read, my five-minute yoga flow, my 10-minute body weight workout, how to brew the perfect cup of coffee, it's all there for you on video, me doing them in the I Am Clovis membership section. I give you all of this. Three minutes of journaling, a 10 to 15 minute meditation every morning, a three to five minute cold shower, make your bed. Simple, 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 simple. If you can't do those things and now you suddenly think that you're gonna join Planet Fitness and go six days a week and do an hour of cardio each day while starving yourselves of calories and not going out with the girls for wine night because it's empty calories. Alcohol's empty calories, <laughs> right? So this it, is madness, everybody. You're caught up in collective madness right now. Can't let that be the thing. It's no good. How are we feeling here? I'm gonna check in on comments. How are you guys feeling? Do you have um, New Year's resolutions and all those things? What have you guys been working on? Let me see. I'm gonna scroll up a little bit. Cool, all right, Laura. Instead of spending time on resolutions, I went through some journal prompt questions exploring the past year. It was great to analyze everything to get a better picture of what I want to leave behind, what I want to retain, and what I want to grow moving forward. It was extremely helpful. I love that. It's fantastic, right? So you're looking back on your current state, taking a look at where, what got you there. So you said exploring the past year. That is very important. This, let's take a sledgehammer to 2019 and move forward with a whole new year, new you. It doesn't make any sense. Now, a couple, a couple other tools. I've talked to you guys about this at length, right? I just gave you my non-negotiables. Those are the non-negotiables that I can do anywhere. But I have a lot more tools than that in my toolbox, and you guys know that. I use Brendan Burchard's High Performance Planner every day. And the High Performance Planner is morning prompts and then scheduling your day. And then there are evening prompts. How did you do that day? And then scheduling your next day. And he also has a weekly review and a monthly review. The monthly review, you set three-month goals. You set uh, uh, one-year goals. You set three-year goals, I believe. And every week, you do a weekly review, right? So this is a really way to keep on track where you're not at the end of 2019, like how much can I remember about 2019? What did I like? What did I not like? That's super hard to do. Good luck, you know? So when you have these weekly reviews, daily reviews, monthly reviews, whatever, it's just fantastic. What a great way to keep tabs on your life and how things are going. The more that you do this, the easier it is, right? 10 minutes a day of fitness for a year is much easier than saying, I'm gonna do an hour of fitness six days a week for the next 30 days, that's ridiculously hard. You're probably not going to do that. I'm just telling you right now, if you're not getting paid for it, it's very unrealistic. So that daily practice is fantastic. Really try to make it a daily practice. I mean, and the thing is, I, I tell you to do three pages stream of consciousness. It usually takes people over 20 minutes the first time because they don't know what to write. But it could, literally, it could be a to-do list. Here's what I have to do today. Here's what I did yesterday. You can literally just narrate your day from the day before. Just write, write, write. Get in the habit of writing. And then as the, as the weeks pass, you start to all of a sudden, whoa, now you're getting really deep thoughts. It's, it's the same thing as a dream journal, right? The first time I tell people to, to, to do a dream journal, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I studied lucid dreaming for like over two years and was really practicing lucid dreaming and had a dream journal. And I did something called Tibetan dream yoga, which is really interesting. If anybody wants to dig into that, give me a shout. We'll talk about it. Um, but it starts simply with dream recall. So some people wake up in the morning, have a journal by their bed, and they might get one sentence. Like, I was in a room and it was dark, right? And that's all they got. Six months later, after doing that as a daily practice, I mean, I was writing 10 to 15 pages and six different individual dreams, and I remember the details of all of them. It's just a practice of doing that, right? It's the same thing with journaling. In the beginning, you might be like, I don't know what to write. I have to grocery shop today. Justin is dumb. I don't like this journaling thing. That Clovis guy knows nothing. He's so silly. And then... 10 weeks later, you, you don't want to stop at three pages. You're like literally analyzing every single aspect of your life in great detail. And oh, I did that yesterday. That was similar to last month when I did that thing. And I got to get a habit on that. Got to get a handle on that habit. That's that weird habit that I have. And all of a sudden you can't stop writing, right? You have to flex the muscle, everybody. Flex the self-awareness, self-reflection muscle. Christine, love all this. Thank you very much. Nicole, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. 
Henrique, happy new year from Brazil. Happy new year, man. Awesome. Just a normal Wednesday night with Justin. That's right, Jackie. Like every Wednesday, almost. Let me skip some sometimes. Cool, Denise. Yep, I believe everything happens for a reason, even if we don't understand it at the time. Has happened in my life. What seemed to be a difficult situation became life-changing, and the reason I moved forward and became self-sufficient. Thankful. Absolutely. That's it. No good, bad, right, or wrong. We just, we're so myopically focused as human beings, particularly in, in instant gratification culture, where it's just like, it's impossible to see past the next 35 seconds, right? The next refresh of your Instagram feed is about the only time you have patience for. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's just a way to think about it is long-term. How do these things pan out long-term? We don't necessarily even always know what's good, bad, right, or wrong. Teresa, OMG, Michelle, yes, yes, yes. Kayla, then you have to face the reality of your pain, 100%. Yeah, hiding does us no good. It's the same thing as SSRIs and alcohol and sex addiction and gambling and online shopping compulsively. It's all numbing. Num, 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 num. How can I make, I don't like these feelings. How can I make these feelings go away, right? Not a good thing. Michelle, it feels super good to get that shameful shit out of my brain. Deal with that shit and move forward. 100%. Get it out of your brain. The shame stuff is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I had a lot of it. Keep in mind, guys, I was very... I was a, you know, I was born again Christian. I was a, you know, very, very conservative. And I went through those years of my life. And that's, I don't judge myself for that. And I don't, you know, some of it was cool, I guess. And I, I don't feel that way anymore. I don't, right? No, don't see it that way. I used to be terrified of God. Terrified. Fucking terrified. Really. It's like, oh my God. No matter what I do, every time I turn around, like I bump into the wall and fart and suddenly I'm going to hell when I die. Everything I do is just awful. There's no way to live your life. It's crazy. What else we got? Michelle, avoid, avoid, avoid. It's intense. I've made some elaborate plans to escape reality and disguise them as resolutions. Hmm. Interesting. It's an interesting way to put it. Laura, if you go through life without analyzing the what and why of your actions, you're actively participating in keeping unhealthy cycles alive, not only in your life, but in those who learn from you, 100%. And the other tricky thing here is the issue that we have with other people, right? Because this is obviously interpersonal relationships. Sometimes you're growing faster than others. Um, I was actually talking, Jackie and I were talking earlier today. It's, it's a lot of times you will be, your self-growth will be uh, blunted because the way it was described to me by a very, very, very talented therapist was you're standing on a table and you're reaching down and you're grabbing those people and you're trying to pull them up onto the table with you and they always have gravity on their side. You got no shot. They have to climb up the table. They have to do the pull up and get themselves up on the table with you. You can help them a little bit, but you can't let them drag them down with you. They have gravity on their side. Much, much harder to pull that person up than it is for them to pull you down. It's way easier for them to pull you down from your personal growth because they have gravity on their side. It's easier to go down than it is to go up. Always, always easier. That is the human condition. Literally, the earth is trying to suck us into its core at every second of every day. It's much easier to go down than it is to go up. Don't let people pull you down, okay? This is your journey. Very important. Denise, I admire your discipline. Thank you very much. It took me a long time to get there. I was not always disciplined. You guys would not have recognized me in my early 20s, I promise you. Michelle, love it. Non-negotiable, foundational work. Cindy, you are so appreciated and loved. Just so real. Love the talk. You walk the walk. Such an inspiration. Thank you so much. That means, that means the world to me. Um, this really is just, it's just a matter of doing it. I'm telling you guys, like I don't bullshit you, right? Like, this is my life. A lot of people think I'm weird. People who travel with me think I'm tremendously weird because of the things that I do even when I'm traveling. I do all of these things when I travel, right? All my bandmates, anyone who's ever spent time with me on the road anywhere thinks that I'm really weird. But it's just, yes. But I'm also usually in the very best mood and I'm the most polite to people and I'm not tired the morning after gigs and I have a bunch of energy and everything's great and it's fine, you know? Catastrophes happen and I'm just like, mm, cool, okay, no big deal, guys. Wanna go get a coffee? Let this thing work itself out. We'll come back, whatever. You know, like it's just, it's just, you just got to practice it. You got to practice. And I didn't always do that. You know, I have consistently for years, years and years now. And that's why we're here and Clovis is what it is. You know, weekly and monthly reviews have been extremely helpful. Keeping tabs and checking in with myself every day is definitely a habit I want to cultivate this year. Yes, you should cultivate it this year. And you have all the tools necessary. Um, I said this to Jackie today too. So you have all the ingredients, bake the cake, right? You have all the ingredients for happy. 
Bake the fucking happy cake. Bake the happy cake. All the ingredients are there. It's absurdly simple. Absurdly simple. Bake the cake. You have all the ingredients, okay? Judy, I bought a journal the other day. Not sure why. I guess I will start as soon as this is over. Late starter. Better late than never. Doesn't matter. Start journaling. And remember, it's only for you. Don't journal. Don't write like you're writing to other people. Other people are going to read it. Don't write that way, okay? This is just for you. Be as ruthless as you want to be. Talk to yourself in any way you want to talk to yourself. There's little things too, like I find that for me, writing for myself is usually in the you form. I always get confused of, of like first person, second person, third person, whatever. I'm not that educated, everybody. But um, I like to think of myself as you. You have done this. You know this to be true. You saw yesterday that this happened. You would like to do this in the future. I do well with you. I have talked to very other high performance people, entrepreneurs who are much more successful than I am, that have to talk to themselves in the I form. I want to do this. I want to do that. I am going to do this. You can switch between these. You will soon learn that there are very, very many versions of yourself hiding within you and they all talk to you a little bit differently. And you need to decide what's good for you. I am a very masculine alpha male. I am a very dominant person, have been my whole life. I used to conquer. I now do things from a place of love and creativity. I used to simply conquer, right? I was the David Goggins type guy. I can't fucking stand that guy's content. I'm sorry. But I, I am, I used to just conquer, 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 right? I was that like really super alpha tough guy. And what I developed was very negative self-talk. So my therapist refers to it as my motherfucker voice because when I screw something up in my own head, when I do something, ah, you motherfucker, and I'm talking to myself, ah, you motherfucker, I have very, very negative self-talk. So this I, like I fucked up, I messed this up, oh, I'm so stupid, right? It's like this I, I, I thing, I'll get stuck in my head with I, I, I. So when I get into notebook, mode, you, 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 I'm much kinder to myself for whatever reason. I don't know. It's really tricky. The I and you thing, it's like there's, you'll learn there's, if you do the inner child workbook, you'll know that there are multiple versions of yourself within you. And this gets all a little bit woo woo. That's a little more than I want to dig into tonight. But yeah, you'll find the way you speak to yourself with journaling is quite different. Um, and it's important to find what works for you. People that have really positive self-talk do really well saying like, I am special. I am an extraordinary person. I am going to do great things in 2020. I have to say you because my you voice was always like you motherfucker, right? So now I want it to be like, you are a good person. You are this. I'm trying to unwrap those wires that have gotten twisted where every time I say you, I'm being mean to myself. Every time I say I, I'm being mean to myself. I messed up. I did that. You mother effer, you this, you that, you that, you know? So I'm trying to just reprogram those parts of my brain. So now I know when Justin is speaking in the you form, he's being quite kind to himself. See what I'm saying? You are a good dude. You are helping lots of people with Clovis. You are doing good work. You are adding value to the world. You are this, you are that. So my you voice is being reprogrammed from you mother effer to you are a good person. You are this, you are that. So I, I have to actually reprogram that. Even I'm mixing myself up right now between I and you. It's really, really tricky. And it does get into like left brain, right brain stuff. If you read the book Consciousness by uh, Anakin, um, uh, no, Annika, Annika Harris. Yeah. I think her name is Annika, Annika Harris. Uh, Sam Harris's wife has a book called Consciousness that's all about this unbelievable hemispherectomy is when they cut people's brains down the middle. There are multiple versions living within all of us. It's just, it's the way it goes, right? It's crazy. Cake, what else we got? I was just talking with my friend about that. We know that we need to do and have the tools. We just need to freaking do it 100%. Your therapist nailed that term. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Your motherfucker voice. I will never forget that because the first time she said it, she was so timid about it. She was just like, yeah, that's kind of like your, it's always adorable to me when, especially when, when it's a woman. She's like, yeah, that's kind of like your, I guess we'll call it like your motherfucker voice. <laughs> that's like, that's it. That's the thing. Yep. That's what you're talking about. I just got your healing aloneness book and journal yesterday. Fantastic workbook. Yeah. That workbook is killer. Um, the workbook's going to put you through some things that are a little bit wonky. Might be a little weird to you at first. Uh, for instance, writing a letter to yourself. 
channeling your inner child, being the inner child, writing a letter to your grown-up self with your non-dominant hand to activate the non-dominant side of your brain. Whoa. Wait until you do that stuff and see what kind of tricky emotions pop up. And you go, you might look at the, 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 what's it called? Practice or activity, this particular activity of like that. There's different activities all throughout the book. So let's say like that activity, non-dominant handball. I'm like, this is silly. Then you're halfway through and you're writing in this thing and you're like, why do I feel so weird? Why do I feel so many emotions? Oh boy, this is really interesting. There's a lot more to us humans than we like to give ourselves credit for. It's, it's quite incredible. So uh, let me know. You guys want to keep talking about journaling, New Year's resolutions. Um, I do have a question about sleep. You guys interested in talking about sleep? Um, which is kind of cool because I was just in a hotel for the last two days. So I can kind of dig into that if you guys want to. Plus it, it does go. Yeah, let's dig into it because it does go along with the um, non-negotiable daily habits. So I'll give an example. I was very disappointed in this hotel because the cold showers were not cold. <laughs> the cold showers here in Nashville are freezing lately. It's like really, really brutal. Um, and I enjoy that. That's the whole point of it. So the cold showers sucked in this last hotel. I was like, ah, oh, man, I was like standing there for like five minutes. Like, I'm not even cold, Meh, whatever, but still the habit of doing it, right? So what I could do is I could turn the shower on and say, ah, oh, the water doesn't really get that cold. I'm not going to do it. But of course, I need to do it. I need to get in the shower and set a timer on my phone, get in the shower and take that quote unquote cold shower because I'm flexing that muscle. So that muscle never atrophies. This is the cold shower muscle. This is what we do every day, right? This is what we do every day. That's all there is to it. Cold showers weren't cold in Thailand either, but I still woke up every, mo every morning and got in a shower and put the shower to as cold as it would possibly go just for the habit of it. So I'll read you this question and we'll dig in a little bit. It says, uh, AMA number 95, uh, asking about your elaborate sleep setup, and is it something your Airbnb guests get to enjoy when they stay at your house? Do you have the same setup in the other places you sleep, since it seems like you're spending a fair amount of time sleeping elsewhere? I am. Welcome to... Oh, I'm spinning. Uh, I spun too far. <laughs> I meant to spin just a little bit. So, <laughs> welcome to the Airbnb, everybody. Um, these are nice units downtown. So sometimes I'm downtown, sometimes I'm at my mom's house, sometimes I'm in my Airbnb, which is my primary residence. Sometimes I'm in hotels or like I have plans to live abroad again uh, this year. I'm probably gonna live in South America at some point. And um, next weekend I'm gonna be in a cabin in the woods with no running water and no electricity and no toilets. That will be fun. So I'm gonna do that next weekend. And then I'll be in a luxury five-star resort in Cabo the week after that. So life is grand, but yes, I'm always in a whole bunch of different places. Um, so elaborate sleep setup. Let's, let's, let's dig into that first. So first and foremost, my Airbnb guests do not get to enjoy this stuff, nor would they know how to, it would just be, would be silly. You know, I've thought about that. I'm like, maybe I'll leave paleo powder out for Airbnb guests or show them why I have red lights in my house. No, I'm not doing that. It's just, it seems a little silly, right? So, um, here's what I have. So my, I have a nest thermostat. And the Nest thermostat automatically starts cooling my house to 66 degrees at 9 p.m. So it starts cooling down. I actually have it set to turn on well before then. So I think it hits, if I, if I remember this correctly, I think it hits 66 degrees at 9 p.m. Um, so from 9 p.m. on, my house is 66 degrees, um, nice and cool. I use red lights in lamps, and I actually limit all overhead light exposure whatsoever. So I just tend to turn on lamps that are red bulbs, which is hilarious for my neighbors because they just see red bulbs emulating from my house and wonder what that guy's doing over there. Like, does he have, is he developing photos or is he cutting up bodies? Which one is it? Mm. Um, but so I have red lights in lamps everywhere. Um, if I have to use work on my computer late, which obviously happens quite a bit, I try to be really good about that. But when you're an entrepreneur running a company, things come up, you have to put out fires. So I have true dark blue blockers. Um, I do travel with true dark blue blockers as well. So I'll talk about that. This is, I'm basically walking you through what happens at my house and then I'll tell you what I try with. So I have uh, true dark blue blockers. If it's late at night, I will use the red true dark blue blockers. And then I have a program on my Mac called Iris, I-R-I-S, which is well worth the money to get the subscription. And Iris uh, cools and softens the tones. It pulls the blue lights out of the screen uh, in, in, correlation with the circadian rhythm, your circadian, you basically tell it like, this is what time I wake up in the morning. This is where I'm located in the US. So they know what time sunset is and everything. It just slowly pulls the blue light out of your, 
screen if you have to work into the evening hours. So that's wonderful. Um, so True Dark, Iris. I also have blackout curtains installed in my room and they're fantastic. Like if you're in my room, you'd be in my room in, in at noon, the middle of the day and feel like it's the middle of the night. It's fantastic. It's like super, super dark. So I sleep in total darkness, blackout curtains. Um, I also sleep with a grounding mat under my fitted sheet. So I have the fitted sheet in my bed wrapped around the mattress under the fitted sheet is a grounding mat. Um, unsure how that has really impacted things. I haven't been able to see any meaningful data really on my aura ring. I track all of my sleep with my aura ring. Uh, the other thing I always have is a dome, D-O-H-M. I have a dome noisemaker in my room. Um, so the noisemaker is everything. It's amazing. I travel with that as well. Um, so I have the dome noisemaker, red lights. I read fiction before bed. Um, the other thing I have is a particular pillow. I've beat the crap out of my body, everybody, uh, over my life in jujitsu and boxing and bodybuilding and powerlifting. And I also have been hit by a car as a pedestrian. I have been hit and run as a passenger. But yeah, literally on a sidewalk was struck by a drunk driver and was thrown into the air. And that was fun. Messed me up a little bit. So I, have, I had some uh, neck issues that I dealt with and saw a chiropractor for and did a ton of physical therapy and all those things. Um, so I have a pillow that I was actually measured for. My shoulders were measured, the distance from like my ear to my, I can't remember all the measurements they took. They took like shoulder measurements, distance from like my ear to my shoulder and all this. So I have this pillow that cradles my head perfectly and my neck restores the natural curvature of my neck when I'm on my back. And then when I turn to my side, it's elevated on each side. So it actually supports my head. So even if I'm laying on my side, I'm in neutral spine. If I'm laying on my back, my head is perfectly cradled and it prevents you from being a stomach sleeper, which is really terrible for your neck health don't be a stomach sleeper. Um, so anyway, so I have that pillow. Uh, so again, pillow, sleep mask, dome, uh, sound machine, red lights, um, house automatically set to 66 degrees, blackout curtains, uh, grounding mat under my fitted sheet. And then the practices prior to bed are some form of hot and cold exposure. So if I'm home, I like to do my sauna for about 20 minutes. And then I go from the sauna to an ice cold shower and then I go to bed and I sleep like an absolute baby. Baby, That's the best thing that I have found for increasing deep sleep on my aura ring has been the hot cold therapy. So I do that. Um, and now, so that's basically my, my whole thing while I'm at home. So the only thing that changes when my Airbnb guests come is I just take the red lights out. I, I well, I remove the grounding. Yeah. I remove the grounding mat. My pillow is not, I'm not giving them access to my special pillow, you know? So it's like, yes, the room still has blackout curtains. Um, it still sets itself to 66 degrees in the middle of the night. They might not like it. They just got to turn the heat up, you know, whatever. Um, I remove the red lights because that could actually scare some people. And honestly, like, what the hell? Like, why does this guy have red lights all over his house? So I do, it's a pain in the butt, but I swap out the light bulbs before I leave just to not freak people out. I remove the grounding mat. Um, the, I do keep dome noisemaker machines in both of the guest bedrooms because I would love, I would love it if every Airbnb had noisemakers. That would be great. A lot of people use fans for this. It's not a good idea. Fans just recirculate shit air. Fans are covered in dust. They're always little dust bunny balls. Fans are not good for this. Get yourself a good dome noisemaker. They're fantastic. They're worth their weight in gold. Um, so yeah, everything kind of stays the same in my Airbnb when I'm not there. And then when I travel, I take my sleep mask. I do take blue blockers with me. I have little travel cases for blue blockers. And then there are two very specific items that I take with me. It's either the dome noisemaker, but if I'm gonna be somewhere, like I'm gonna be in, um, again, in a cabin in the woods with no running water, no electricity, no bathrooms, right? And I'm gonna be with a bunch of other dudes on this hunting retreat that I'm going on. I'm not gonna bring a dome noisemaker. There's no electricity there. And I'm not gonna just assume that these guys like noisemakers too. Some people don't like that. So the other thing I travel with is called uh, uh, cozy phones, I think they're called. But these cozy phones, it's like a headband that goes around your head and it has these little tiny styrofoam pads that are headphones and they just plug into your iPhone. So I will always bring a portable electric, uh, a portable phone charger with me that's always charged up. So I'll bring a really big, huge charge, portable electric phone uh, charger with me so I can make sure my phone is charged, keep my phone in airplane mode. My phone is always in airplane mode when I sleep, but I can actually plug in to that and I actually have a dual adapter so I can charge the phone while I sleep and listen to these cozy headphones with a white noise machine on my phone. So I have the white noise machine on as well. So if I can't have my dome sound sleep unit, then I'm gonna have those headphones with me. And those two things along with the sleep mask, 
I can sleep anywhere. I've literally slept in the middle of the jungles in Peru and Thailand. I've slept in bunk bed style hostels in Iceland. I've slept in freezing cold tents on the top of mountains. I've slept everywhere, right? If I have one of those two things with me, I'm good to go. Like either the cozy phones or the dome noisemaker. And then I, do, I always have a noisemaker. I mean, I always have a sleep mask with me. And then anytime I travel as well, I always have uh, some form of melatonin with me to deal with jet lag and any potential time zone changes. So that's how I handle it. Now, if you don't have access, obviously, to a sauna and cold shower before bed, which most people don't, I've talked about this before, the hot-cold therapy. Get in your shower on its hottest temperature and stand in it for 30 seconds. Go to the coldest temperature, stand for 30 seconds, back to hot, 30 seconds, back to cold, 30 seconds, back and forth, 10 cycles. 10 hot, 10 cold, and you end on cold and then go to bed, you will sleep like a baby. I'm telling you, I promise you, you will sleep wonderfully. Is it comfortable? No. Is it enjoyable? Eh, kind of. By the third or fourth cycle, it's kind of like, ooh, I like this, you know? Um, but yeah, you'll sleep like a baby. So I can do that when I'm traveling. Um, but yeah, travel is pretty, it's pretty easy. Really just the sleep mask, the cozy phones, and the uh, the dome noisemaker if I can. Like if I'm staying in a hotel and I know there's electricity and stuff, I just bring the dome. I brought the dome with me to Mississippi. I had it in the hotel room the last two nights. Um, same thing. If I'm in a hotel room, I set the hotel air conditioning to 66 degrees, even if it's the middle of winter time. I just set the air conditioner to 66. Sleep like a baby, right? All right. What else we got here? Denise, yeah, when I tried that, it was painful. You have a strong mindset. All I can do is make water cool, cold, and stand there a few minutes. Yeah. Um, and you'll get there. You know, you'll, you'll build a tolerance for this. That's the other thing with me is, is again, like I always tell people, I'm like this is this stuff is not easier for me. It's really not. I promise you, it's not easier. Cold showers suck real bad. They always suck. And I always tell you that I love them. I love them. I love them on the back end. I love how I feel. I feel like I drank three cups of coffee. It's wonderful, right? But it's every time when I'm stepping into that cold shower, I'm apprehensive. Like, whew, all right, guess we're doing this. And the other thing is I work on my parasympathetic, ner parasympathetic nervous system. People walk into the cold shower and yell, rah, 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 flex all their muscles, do whatever they do. No, 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 no. I just, water hits me. <sighs> audibly, I audibly hum and breathe out for as long of an exhale as I possibly can. Long, long, long exhales. Deep, deep breath in. Long, long, long exhale. Keep the breathing consistent. Don't, <laughs> don't do that hyperventilation stuff. It'll make cold showers suck big time. What else we got here? Judy, had a long talk with my husband last night about how I felt about the last year. Not an easy talk but I felt better when I finished. Then went to sleep and slept nine hours. No dreaming, no getting up to pee, and slept nine hours. The best I have slept in years. What does that tell you? Boom. See, there's this weird thing that I found, like, it's kind of, I, I call it my parents' generation, but my parents' generation just have this idea that therapy is for fucked up people, or therapy is for weak people, or therapy is whatever. It's, it's like, no, I mean, I, it's, it's literally a way to optimize your health and wellness. How can you ever improve as a person if you don't even know the reasons for your own behavior, right? It's so silly to look at people that go to therapy as weak. This is ridiculous. So many people pent up, just bottle everything up. I'm smart enough to deal with this. No, you're not. I promise you, you're not. You're just not, right? Laura, if your house is 65 degrees all the time, Michigan winters, should you knock the temp down lower at bedtime? No, no, I don't think so. Um, ideal temperature really for sleeping is uh, between 65 degrees to 69 degrees from the literature that I've read. Um, so no, I don't think that you need to change that at all. Yeah, if your house stays there, totally cool. Um, that's actually a good thing too because that is a cold enough temperature. So if your house is 65 all the time, you're actually probably getting low level fat burning. Um, honestly, I mean, unless you're like just completely bundled up. If you're like your house is 66 degrees and you're wearing six layers, then like your body isn't forced to heat itself up. But if like this house right now, the Airbnb right now, I'm looking at the nest, it's 65 degrees in here right now. And like, I just have this t-shirt on. So like, it's a little chilly, but it's great for your body to just be exposed to this. It's not cold enough for you to shiver or be uh, upset or anything like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I need a custom pillow. Where do I get a custom pillow? I, I don't know. Honestly, I got that from, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you the brand of it. I was literally measured for it by a chiropractor. Um, I'm sure I could find out. I could, I could take a look and, and see, but, um, yeah, that's, it's amazing. It's, it's a game changer, absolute game changer for sleep. It's, it's fantastic. So I highly recommend you get hands on one of those. Um, yeah, that's one of those rare moments where I really don't know. I've, I've had mine for God, almost two years now. Um, I probably need another one. He did tell me that at some point, um, it like wears down and you need to get another one. So it's like stays firm because it's quite firm. It's quite a firm pillow. Um, so I might need to get another one. Um, but I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look at that. 
What else we got here? That's it, last custom pillow question. So I hope you guys like this AMA, this is AMA number 97. Again, happy new year, happy 2020. Um, and again, I don't wanna come on here and poo poo New Year's resolutions, although I kinda do because I think they're silly. But um, yeah, I wish that we could, I don't know why we don't teach self-awareness and self-reflection. I really don't know. That should be like a basic skill that's taught in school. I really wholeheartedly believe that. Um, but anyway, I don't make the curriculums. I make the Clovis curriculums. So again, Clovis five-day challenge launches on January 6th. Um, you will get emails for this if you're on the email newsletter. I'll be in the groups talking about it. Obviously, this is going to come out as a podcast tomorrow, Clovis Culture Podcast. I have another podcast with Dr. Anthony J, all about genetics testing uh, that I'm going to release probably this coming Tuesday. And um, yeah, that same day I interview the CEO of 8Sleep that makes the pod bed, which I'm really, really interested in. I think I'm going to get my hands on one of those. Um, which would be interesting to navigate with the Airbnb. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, yeah, so that's it. This this uh, podcast will be out tomorrow. And I think that's it. I think that's it for now, everybody. AMA number 97. I don't know what I'll call this one. But happy new year. Happy January. Happy 2020. Hope you guys had an amazing night last night. Hope you're all recovered. If you participated in libations and such, I hope you're doing good. Um, hope this episode was helpful. And yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow in the Facebook groups, the Clovis Academy. And again, be on the lookout for the Clovis five-day challenge. It's gonna be really, really great. I will have a link to share with you soon so that you can share that link with all of your loved ones who you've really wanted to get involved with Clovis, people who have been apprehensive or whatever. You can share a link with them. Guys, just say, hey, it's 100% free. Literally, you're just gonna get five emails from the guy. You're gonna get some videos from him, some daily lessons, and it's totally worth it for the zero dollars that you spend, 100% worth it. It's a deal, right? <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great night. Go get some sleep. Put on your blue blockers. Turn on your Iris. If you're going to be on your MacBook, go to the Iris app. Just Google Iris for Mac and download it. Uh, get that sleep stuff under control. I hope the sleep stuff was helpful for you. I hope the journaling stuff is helpful. Start your journaling practice. Start your journaling practice. Start your meditation practice tomorrow morning. Get off here and journal right now if you want to. If you feel the need to journal, journal right now. Reflect, look back, look back, look back. Analyze, 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 analyze. Then can you move forward. Then can you come up with the steps, come up with the game plan for moving forward from where you've been. It's that simple, everybody. Daily practice. Consistency is king. That's it. Happy AMA day. Happy new year. Happy 2020. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.